Hey, welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide podcast. I'm your host, Bradley. And I'm Randy. And I'm Bryce. We're really excited for today. And by we, I mean me, because it's... Yeah, I'm scared. It's it's my day, but... Hey, man, I'm uh, excited as well. Yeah, so we're going to head back over to the Scandinavian area. And... uh, Scandinavian. Scandinavian. It's the the shortened (laughs) term for it. But so it's like we never left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we did literally last week talk about Loki. Um, That's true. So That's true. You know. Um, but and speaking of Loki, um, I decided because I've been watching the uh show and, and just love it, the oh, Loki show on Disney Plus. Chef's and kiss. I was just gonna gonna do like an homage to to Loki and not even talk about him today. So we're gonna nice. talk about his children instead. <laughs> because even though Loki's like really cool, I wouldn't really consider him a creature or a, a monster. Mm, depends on so who you talk to. I guess that depends. But he did happen to have creature slash monster children. So it's a good loophole in our system. Um, did he have any like humanoid, normal, just person children? Or were they so, all like weirdos? Well, so um, before I answer that question, we're right. gonna focus. No, no, it's because like I have to like preface your question with a statement. Um, so all of what I'm gonna be talking about is gonna be Norse mythology. I'm not gonna sure. really get into uh, Marvel. I'm not gonna get into video games with Norse mythology or anything, just because I feel like if I do that, it's just gonna be a rabbit hole of we could talk uh-huh. about literally. Sure. Now to answer, and it really kind of muddies the waters too. It really does. And so, like, if you want to say, because I know you played God of War with the I did Norse thing. I'm right now playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So, like, we can, you know, I'm totally, you know, we can talk about it just as far as what, like, the the actual sure. like what I'm bringing to the table is just going to be from mythology. So, okay. because of that, um, Loki in mythology, it is said to have. A countless number of children we okay, have no so. idea how many children he has but so um we're going to talk about pretty much the main three children that he has but we're also going to talk so those that's going to be uh Jomangander, um which i probably pronounced that wrong i practice it like 50 times but <laughs> yep and then we're gonna have to go over um fenrir and slepnir um and then i did want to also include uh three not creature ones but it'll be just quickly going over because they're also i i find pretty important which is going to be hell uh narfi and valley ah. and so we can go over those at the end if we have time um and so hell obviously is a goddess and then uh narfi and valley are just a fun story that i'm going to talk about but gotcha. the main and they're more humanoid they're those those are I mean, I, I human. I don't know. Um, they're it's more like humanoid, Aesir, but I think it's an Aesir and a uh, either a lesser god or maybe a giant. But gotcha. but they have two arms, not, two legs. Definitely probably. not a horse, a wolf, or a giant world serpent. Right. So, well, <laughs> man, your boy Loki really got around, huh? Yeah, he did totally. And um, I we will be talking about it as well. It's pretty cool, um, because. We did see it in the show Loki um, a little bit, but in this one, um, in an actual Norse mythology, we do see that he um, actually would have been considered like 
it's it's hard because of like the whole situation and i'm trying to get like lingo right but he's actually technically part of like the lgbt community because mm-hmm. with one of his people one of his children he's actually the mother mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool um that he's like like just how he's involved with norse mythology but so he gave like birth to one of his children yeah he, he, as a horse hey it's man i mean i mean like thing. i ain't judging you know you do no, you loki hey it's very cool and what i love is in norse mythology he's not he, he's a trickster he's a mischief god and everything but he's not like evil and no one really sees him as evil and i just like this perception of him in mm. mythology more than like how everyone just hates him in like any other sure anything you know um so, and i will oh yes go for it oh i was just gonna say so in like norse mythology is like when loki pulls one of his mischievous like pranks is everybody just kind of like oh loki that loki he's, he's just pulling one of his games you know like nobody takes it really seriously or like do people like legitimately get pissed at him i mean it's hard because like Depends there are stories of him well he was tied up and i'll talk about this a little bit more later but like tied up and had poison dropped on him for years Loki um, did because of something he did yeah um, oh, okay so people get he, pissed at him he's been banned from asgard for a while he's been, you know like there's tons of stuff like he, there i mean he's definitely not like a good guy but he's not perceived as evil to people worshiping like the the aesir the the norse gods like he does evil things he does mischievous and things but like he also does fun prankstery things sure. and whatnot as well so i mean he he killed balder or he was he helped in killing balder which is another god so there's like so yes he does bad things he does very bad things i'm not trying to defend him but he's also not like i was like a loki apologist he... over here <laughs> <laughs> um, totally kidding. so he's more like just chaos than really like yeah but the thing is he's also like i mean he walks into battle and he walks with thor and stuff often too so it's kind of hard because when man i talk about it every episode when christianity got involved he and most mythology and most pagan ways of life were distorted um, because Christianity was trying to make sense of it as far as what they knew. So most, I mean, so most of the sources that I'm going to be pulling from with this information comes from two sources, the Prose Eda and the Poetic Eda. And both of those were written by Christians in the Christian right. era after, you know, hundreds of years or decades after uh paganism had pretty much been destroyed in scandinavia so we don't have much to go off of and so honestly it it, it's hard to say for you know like what actually is true and what's not so it's it's a hard thing to go but luckily for us we're not really talking about morality here so (laughs) yeah who cares sure (laughs) um but yeah so let's just go ahead and dive in we're gonna start with the coolest one um, which is going to be Jermungdur, uh, uh, the world serpent. and Also the I, biggest one, right? He's very large, yes. <laughs> um, so uh, Loki had, uh, as far as we know, three children with a giantess 
giantess named Angreboda. And um, in some sources, she's evil. Um, in some, she's not. Usually, though, you have like the Aesir gods and on like the good side, big quotations there. Um, and then you have like giants, like the Jotun giants um, and other giants and um, pr pretty much everyone else on the bad guy side. So when people talk about giants, they're usually saying, oh, those the bad guys. Um, but Angreboda really... It was a hit, like some stories had her evil, some didn't. But anyways, sure. with Loki, she had three children. And um, it, that's going to be Jormungdar, um, Hel, and Fenrir. Um, I actually said that in wrong order. So it's the oldest child would be Fenrir, then Jormungdar, then Hel. Um, but I'm starting with uh, the world serpent because he's just so great. Um, so common names, like I said, uh, world serpent and midgard serpent midgard being earth right what the heck was in the gene pool that caused a snake a wolf and a humanish person all coming out of the same two parents that's um, a weird well, gene pool at least one parent that can turn into different animals and stuff so it could just be really kinky things yeah but still i guess that's <laughs> a good point but that, i guess that implies that loki changes down to the genetic level what he is and is so what what we're gonna find out as we read through this is that whether or not loki's bad or good what comes from loki is bad or good um because we have a couple okay. of his children are gonna be huge factors in the end of the world which is called ragnarok but then we also have some children that play a key role in bringing a force of good into the world so Gotcha. Um, Loki well, is, is a huge character. Yeah. Is Ragnarok considered bad, or is it just kind of like something that needs to happen? Okay. Well, when it kills off most of the gods, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, For sure. I guess, like, I wouldn't want to... That was not meant to be as snarky as it came out. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I thought we get that. I mean, like, if you're the god, and you're, like, partying it up, and you're, like, enjoying life, and then, like, there's this ever-looming end of the world, everybody's gonna die time that would that would be awful yeah well and the okay. reason we the reason we know so much about it is so i actually have read both the prosita and the poetic Eda. um I it's find a good them read very, i love them uh, they're, they're mostly books it's a book full of poems and mm. so it's not a read through it's cut in sections of different poems sounds um, real dense it's really good i mean it's packed full of information that you can't pronounce half the words um, yep. But depending on who you get the book from, um, John Crawford is my favorite uh, author slash he's a he's a teacher actually in Colorado mm -hmm. uh, in Norse studies. And he has released a book on I think it's the Prosita that I have from him. And he goes and explains very well. Great read if you have any interest in uh, Norse mythology. Um, but uh, back to what you were talking about, Bryce. Um, yeah, it's kind of Odin's own fault because he we wouldn't really know anything about ragnarok if it wasn't for him because he gave his eye and he hung on the tree to find out the runes um which is a whole a lot i'm not gonna go too much into because it's a lot but basically he wanted to know his fate in the future so badly that and you learn this in the in the prosita and bodegita that he gave all of that just to find out and he would talk to just tons of um vulvas which are like 
<laughs> people can see in the future. He talked yeah. to of yeah, uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> well, that's where that word came from. Okay. Um, and he talked to d- different seers. He talked to just people upon people to figure out what his fate was, what was going to happen in the future. And pretty much every single time, these people are like, "Okay, I've told you enough. Okay, I've told you enough." And all he just he wanted more and more and more. And he would he just psyched himself so much that we'll find he made some pretty bad decisions because of it. But it was but it was fate because that's what they believe in. Um. So. Let's get back to uh, the world serpent, Midgard serpent. So when it was born, it grew fast. It kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And he also, and I'll talk about it in a little bit, but like he found out things that would, that this serpent would do causing Ragnarok. That Odin, he that is? Feared... Odin, yes. And other Aesir, but mostly Odin. Gotcha. Because he overreacted about everything. Of course. He took the serpent and threw it into the biggest ocean on earth which is the whole ocean i don't think it specifies <laughs> which ocean um but to them and, the biggest ocean yes exactly well and and scandinavian people when they're writing these stories and uh later on the christian people that were writing the stories they hadn't seen the entire world exactly they thought the, the their ocean was the one and only ocean right um but anyways he grew so big that he was able to wrap around the entire earth and was able to grasp his own tail in his mouth which sounds and painful. It does sound painful because he's also poisonous <laughs> and like really, you know, strong. But he actually kept his tail in his mouth and like like slept basically. Um because if um he ever released his mouth, the seas would just become crazy and it was foretold that him releasing his mouth from the his tail would be a cause it would be one of the biggest causes to starting Ragnarok. So, like, how um, would the seas get crazy? Well, like, so, like, it, what sailors and stuff would say, like, if they were out in the ocean and a bad storm would hit, they would be like, oh my gosh, Jormungandr must have released his tail. So, like, oh, so thunderstorms like really and big waves and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, for people that are still wondering, like, if they can get, like, a reference in their head of what that would, like, what he looks like, you've probably seen tattoos you've probably seen just any countless number of pictures of a serpent in a perfect circle with its tail mm-hmm. and its mouth at the end the ouroboros yeah so that's that's called the ouroboros which is really cool that it made its way up to the scandinavian area because it's well the oldest um version of that is actually in egypt mm-hmm. um and we Ouroboros is everywhere. We see them in Greek mythology. We see them in Egyptian mythology. We see them in Norse mythology. We see them in so many different mythoses. Um, and they really do all seem very similar. Um, because if so, if it's it's also an alchemetic symbol, it's alchemetic symbol. Um, but basically what it means is eternal um life, it means circle of life, it means death, rebirth, infinity. And if it also means infinity and so specifically in Norse mythology, it would probably be death or even circle of life kind of thing. Um, but it's just cool like that they're the king. Yeah, right. Circle of yeah. life. <laughs> right. The circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now we're gonna get DMCA'd. Oh no. Oh, dang it, man. But Thanks, Bryce. <laughs> oh, sorry. I always think it's cool though when you can see like patterns in ancient history. And it kind of makes you oh, wonder totally. sometimes is like, 
was there like one instance or like several instances of like maybe a species of snake or like that, a giant snake that ate its own tail and that's just what it would do you know well i mean and more than that i mean we have tons of different i mean tons of uh mythologies have like a flood story where the earth floods um right specifically man, with the norse mythology we have odin was stabbed in the side by a spear hung from a tree for nine days i think i've already mentioned that in this podcast before and then we have you know christian mythology with jesus doing that um and there's just so many connections to all these religions it's just like like just tons of people have serpents eating mm. their own tails and people old men hanging from trees and stuff so what a yeah, little morbid right the similarities are so so close that there must have been something that caused Which is interesting all of them that, that, that happened, yeah. yeah. Or people it's are just really... so uncreative that they That's just possible happen. too. <laughs> yeah, they're just like plagiarizing each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so with uh the world serpent, I mean, this guy is huge. This, I mean, like, I can't think of anything it, as like if I was just like someone living in Norway it, during like the year 650 or like whatever like no oh, yeah. way am i like like my, my main source of income is going to be fishing probably and uh i can't think of anything more terrifying than a huge serpent that right. spits acid and literally can cause the end of the world and so with that in mind the only arch enemy the only god that i can think of that would take care of it would be thor and uh, these these guys, these two, just have some really funny, but also like really immense history with each other. Um, and so it's and it's also foretold that they will have like a final fight at Ragnarok. Well, um, I mean, if you have a snake problem, what better to solve it than a hammer, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the first one I'd a go for. A little extreme, but it's like uh, responding to a spider with a fire. It's just like, I mean, it's overkill, I mean, it, but... It works, though. It does. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, there are three major stories in, in, uh, that, like, have uh, Jormungar in them, mm -hmm. and all three of them actually involve Thor. And so that's, like, why historians and people have figured, like, these guys have history with each other, apparently. Have beef, apparently. They, they got <laughs> and, some major beef the first one is definitely my favorite only because it's like funny and <laughs> i don't really see the like norse period as a time of people like happy uh, making <laughs> jokes didn't seem very jovial time in history but it's it's definitely like pretty good so basically um thor encounters a, a a giant and he's a king and his name is utgarda loki um not loki as in the god loki but mm -hmm. a loki and he's he's uh from jotunheim so thor had traveled to jotunheim which no is no relation of, uh, to um normal no loki or... no it's a common name back then you know when it you know how a couple of years ago everyone was naming their kid jason it's the same thing right. <laughs> um, so is this a, a variant of loki pba <laughs> gonna come through um, him in norse mythology he's not a frost giant okay that's a that's a marvel thing um but anyways uh so he's he a giant in general or 
no no giant relation at all yes but that's pretty common um thor okay. is half giant because um thor's mom is a giant then why um, so is thor so giant racist good good question good <laughs> question you. um no like i feel like everyone was part giant honestly and the world's made from emir the giant so it's it's a whole right. it's a whole mess giants are good sometimes they're bad you know it's weird anyways so this giant specifically um had challenged thor to prove how strong he was and thor is definitely known as what probably the strongest um avenger i mean uh, <laughs> i was God. just gonna say that. I'm, just, I was, I'm sorry i was, I was like, waiting for you to pause to be like he was the strongest <laughs> avenger it was too good um because he, he even had the belt of strength and, and whatnot and that that is canonically uh from the mythology that sounds like well. cheating um i mean thor was strapped i mean but if I you're mean, using a belt? belt to get strong that sounds like that doesn't <laughs> count um and you know, but he did only have the second strongest weapon of the, <laughs> the gods so you know um, what was the most strongest if just briefly? it's yeah it's tears sword it can fight by itself course it can um i mean that's so. pretty op yeah it's, <laughs> it's very overpowered yeah i'll give so, him that one <laughs> anyways uh so the the king um made uh thor lift up this cat and said if you can lift up this cat you will prove to me how strong you are and this cat was actually in disguise as your among the the world serpent and so thor grabs this cat gets like straddles it and starts trying to raise the cat off the ground and she's just struggling and he's probably just thinking his head like geez like what is up with like come on like this is pathetic he's just grabbing it pulling it and he finally gets one paw to slightly start lifting off the ground and then he got and six he, hernias like... and ruptured the disc <laughs> right <laughs> and he uh, was out for a week he finally lets go of this cat and everyone he looks up and everyone is just in awe and some of them are even kind of scared and then he finds out that he lifted the sea serpent basically to the sky and just people were just awed how crazy this were like um basically if he would have been able to do it um from what i saw i mean he literally would have broken the bound boundaries of the universe like he would have just i don't even know shattered existence i don't even know what that means but like that's what that's what people were thinking gonna create a um, tear in reality right and expand that's the as, universe that's almost as crazy as taking the full force of a sun and not dying <laughs> what can he not do <laughs> this guy is incredible so do you think like this cat is just like a house cat you know just like a tabby or is it well, like a probably... lion or no, so actually in Norse mythology, uh, well, and in, in, in uh, Scandinavia, especially in general, I mean, um, cats were common. Um, Freya, one of the most popular goddesses of the mythology, her animal was a cat. And so pretty much every Viking boat had cats on them. A lot of households had them because they took care of rats and they were just known as like good luck slash just godly pets. So, so probably That's just crazy, a regular house cat. Yeah, it was probably just a normal cat. Are they godly and how aloof they are and like uncaring? <laughs> it's because they act so much better than everyone else. They they yeah. they're like <laughs> the gods Must are like, yo, godly. they act like us. <laughs> right. <laughs> um so anyways, the the next story with uh the world serpent is a little bit 
more like battle uh, manly or whatever uh, because this time uh thor meets with his uh another giant a friend of his named emir which not emir the giant that created the earth basically out of his carcass but let's not be, be confused come on <laughs> An- another this guy different. has a, this guy has an h in front of his name so it's so different, <laughs> it's different. um but anyways they're gonna go fishing and yet he still doesn't offer thor any bait to fish with and thor's just like okay that's fine and then he goes to this guy's largest ox and cuts its head off and ties Whoa. that to a string and it's like i'll just use this and then they start rowing out. Power and... move. <laughs> Thor is literally well, all the gods. Actually, probably every god from all mythologies are yeah, just, you're not wrong. just awful. <laughs> like, just raging douchebags. Yeah. Just, like the biggest jerks ever. He's like, you don't you're not gonna give me some earthworms? Well, how about I take away your Why? livelihood? <laughs> but Sir, it's even right. As as they start rowing out, this guy's like, Okay, this is where I normally fish. I get some like and then he names the common fish of the area. And Thor's mm-hmm. like, no, we're going to keep rowing out to the deepest part, and then we're going to go fishing. And this guy's like, no. And Thor's like, do you want me to cut off your head? No. no. How dare <laughs> but you? Anyways, he, then they like, he like rows out even further, and he throws out his line and catches Yermandar. And uh, then they kind of like stand off and like start basically fighting each other and your among there's like blowing poison out uh thor's about to like smash his head and then uh em- emir basically unties him and then like holds him off and then your among there goes back into the ocean and bites his tail um there are some stories where it says this is where thor kills him but i i don't think this would be the time interesting because I just don't see the end of the world Thor being like out fishing or something. Hey, why not? <laughs> uh, so the th- the world serpent seems to have some amount of time that he can bite back onto his tail before the world ends. Like it's not like an immediate like shutdown button, where like a, or a nuclear bomb where like he let goes he lets go of his tail and the world just plunges in the darkness. He has like a bit of time. My thought would be it's a series of events happening, so it'd be something like him unleashing his tail and then something else happening and then something else and like gotcha. so all things have to line up which is would be it an attestment to like fate happening gotcha. and so him doing it not when he's supposed to wouldn't cause it but again i'm not sure but if he's just letting go of his tail willy-nilly then how are we supposed to know which one's the real bad one he's that crying will be the story seriously yeah. so i guess like uh like him letting go of his tail is more of like a symptom symptom than like yeah actual cause my my thoughts would be towards yes uh makes sense yeah um but in this third last story that we have with uh the world serpent um basically uh he ends up unbiting his tail and starts uh he basically he comes on the land, starts blowing his poison out, Gross. crashing and destroying everything. Um, and just the poison it's said that the poison's gonna like fill the skies, fill the water, just killing everything. And beside him is his brother Fenrir, the wolf, and the wolf eyes and nose just blaze with fire. And just he's so and Fenrir is also a humongous wolf, and so he's reaching the skies. 
and them two are just causing so much destruction. They're also joined by uh, the Moose Spell or uh, the Fire Giant people from uh, Moose Abelheim or Moose Spell time, whatever. And um, basically this trio of things just just destroy everything, which is which is Ragnarok. And uh, Thor and Yomungdur get into battle, and Thor brings his hammer, crushes his head, and then uh, it's said that Thor walks nine paces and falls over uh, from the serpent's poison. Hey, but he got nine steps. Good for him. Yeah, he got nine steps, and he got a, he got the kill. But, you know, he got the XP for yeah. killing him. So. That's what matters. But it right. wasn't quite enough XP to like level him up to give him a nice health boost and stuff. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah, I did get that level up to get uh, his health refilled. Uh-huh. Real shame, man. He was like one XP off. Uh, so close. Well, and I uh, always, whenever like I'm about to play like D and D and and like about to DM for uh, a group or whatever, and people are like, "Oh, what should I play? What should I play?" And for new people, I'm always like, "Oh, you could do this. You could." Do... And I try to like relate what that character does to a like a superhero or something. And uh-huh. usually, I'm like, "Yeah, you could be a paladin. That's like Thor." And I realized how wrong i was because paladins at like level three get immune to all, like diseases and stuff so uh-huh. <laughs> so i've changed it to be that's that's not cleric is related to thor but unless like, thor he's no paladin like, unless thor is fighting the world serpent at ragnarok at level two <laughs> maybe he's just a really unleveled paladin maybe for being thousands of years old yeah Turns out normal people are level one and gods are level two, and who knows what level three is. <laughs> Your monk there's actually level three. Oh, Thor no. was really lucky, and that's why that poison seems like Yeah. That. Got a lucky hit in, got a crit. Man. Yeah. Um, chances. But back to how things are connected, like we were talking about earlier, um, it's pretty interesting. So Thor fishing uh, with a severed head of an ox, uh, fishing for the world serpent, is actually really similar to. Um, the Hindu god um, mm. Indra, in, in, Indra. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's in Vedic mythology. Um, she slays a dragon um, named Vitra or Ver, Verita or something, and it's um, a basically huge dragon mm. um, that like is really big or whatever. And then there's also um, a Balto Slavic uh, storm god named Motif who uh, combats a another huge serpent. And that's what that one's like straight a a storm god too. So that's Exactly, it's a storm god, yeah. It also kind of reminds me of the like challenges, like at least the first two stories kind of reminded me of the trials that Hercules had to go through in in Greek mythology of just like really yeah. weird things that people are requiring him to do. It's just well, like, yeah, that's just like strange. fishing um, and lifting yeah. cats off the ground. So, so, Very bizarre. Uh, Thor <laughs> also in different in different stories, he had uh, he went to another was visiting another giant and had to uh, he was trying to prove himself and so they gave him a horn of ale and told him to try to drink it and he was like easy he starts chugging it and chugging it chugging it and when he stops finally he can't breathe anymore he looks at the thing and it's like hardly even move the level of it and then he's like okay well i guess i can't do that and then uh he's like okay well i'm really strong let me fight someone and so an old lady comes out and he tries to fight this old lady and she just keeps throwing him down and he keeps getting up trying to fight her 
and gets thrown down again and he's like what in the world's going on and the well, giant just like, chugged oh. a bunch so i mean so he was like oh no i i we actually played you he said go out and look at the oceans you were actually drinking from the oceans and you've almost completely emptied the ocean and then he said with this um with the old lady you're actually fighting old, you're fighting old age and so you were you were, were able to fight old age more like harder than anyone fighting else. it off and uh, so it's actually proving him really strong, but it's like in a kind of silly, more like wild story way. So that being said, he also did drink like an absurd amount of seawater. That guy's going to be yes. sick for days. <laughs> His liver is trash. <laughs> yeah, never recover. He's dehydrated for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it is very cool that like to, to see the similarities with like Thor having to go through these weird trials and uh-huh. Hercules having to go through these trials and I'm sure there's tons of mythologies where there's just kind of like pointless stories that have like a cool underlining uh-huh. messages or whatever. Where just um, people for some reason yeah. decide that they need to test the gods and just give them mm-hmm. weird requirements. Well, especially like Norse gods are, aren't immortal, but like they live a long right. time. Right. Um, and so like these gods get bored and they just get to do stuff. And it's, it's cool to see, like to humanize them a little bit, how like yeah. the people back then, like how they did make them out to be more human than you'd say, like the, uh, like Islam or Muslim God is, or right. Christian God or, or a Christian God or anything. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. How they're a lot more deified and like spectral and like, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Um, I mean, even, even like the pagan, like a similar type of religion being the Egyptian mythology. And even those gods seem to be more aloof than the yeah, totally. gods were. And same with the, uh, the uh, Greek gods as well. They were, they were, they were a little bit more along the lines of the Norse where they were like somewhat humanized, but even still they were fairly standoffish mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So it's kind of neat to see like gods that are actually willing to come down and just chat with people. Totally. And for the Norse mythology, I mean, people honestly believed that some like some of the gods would come down in human form and just mm-hmm. live lives. Um, and that was, you know, someone would meet someone one day and then they wouldn't be able to find them the next day. And there must have been they're like, oh, I must have been visited by a god. So it's when in reality, pretty cool the person just got lost in the woods and died out there died from a plague or something <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, hey, he must have been a god. And he's just like, no, I'm just right. dying in the woods. Someone help, please. <laughs> But yeah, so that's the world serpent. Um, and while I think he's super cool, um, even though there's really like one main story for uh, Fenrir, um, his story to me is just even cooler. Fenrir um, is very cool. But I think, but honestly, I mean, all of them are really cool. But yeah, so Fenrir is basically just this massive wolf. When it was born, uh, so he's the oldest son of Angrbolga, Bolda and Loki. Um, and so when he was born, very similar to the world serpent, he just kept getting bigger and bigger and again scared the heck out of Odin and the rest of the gods. So they would um or I guess and before I go on to the story part, so Fenrir also had two children, and they were both wolves. Um and nice. also very popular in Norse mythology. We have um Skull and we have uh Hate Horvitsun, I think. Um, and uh, Skull was the wolf that would chase the sun um, mm. and make it go up and down. And then 
um, Hati uh, was the one that chased the moon and made it go up and down. And um, it's like what they believed. Yeah. And so what they believed, the sun and the moon were not quite gods, but they were heavenly beings, maybe, or like some kind of astral being. Mm -hmm. And so the sun was called Sol and Mani was called the, or the moon was called Mani. And so while Fenrir had his own job to do in Ragnarok, his two uh, kids also had their own job. Uh, Skull, at the end, would chase Sol and then finally be able to kill it and eat it. Hadi would be able to uh, chase and eat the moon. And so Ragnarok was this terrifying event because all light, all everything that you could see up in the sky would be gone because Mm -hmm. these wolves would completely just destroy and eat them. Um, now Fenrir's job was even scarier to Odin because his job was to kill Odin, um, and Odin I don't even think would, was going to be able to kill Fenrir. So Odin wasn't nearly as lucky as Thor. Uh, and so once he found this out, he was like, "Sorry, Loki. I know like we're like fam and everything, but I'm gonna try to restrain yeah. and bind your uh, wolf son thing." Congratulations on the new kid. I'm going to go put him in prison. <laughs> right? So, so, Brad, oh, yes. um, have you gotten to the part with Fenrir in Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Spoilers. I'm, spoilers. Well, I'm not spoilers. Just like, oh, my goodness. Now I know um, he's in the game. I've killed a few wolves. I don't know if I've fought Fenrir. <laughs> you know, he's know it. There, he's out there killing, like, some random wolf. Was that Fenrir? <laughs> there was this, like, like there's, like specific like big like beasts that you're supposed to like kill i think there's like eight of right. them and i've killed one of the wolves i don't know if there's i don't it wasn't finnier i'm pretty sure because no you you'd know it it's yeah, like so he's a pretty significant story point but i don't know like i i know that that Man. game probably isn't super accurate to the what? actual vikings mythology. totally had rap battles <laughs> yeah that's true yeah that's just one of the many discrepancies but I don't know. Um, so are. far, it's sounding pretty, pretty kind of ish, the same. Nice. No, there, so pretty like kind of far, ish. So far with the game, there are like some things that are pretty accurate. I mean, as far as like what people wore and took in a battle and stuff, that's obviously completely fabricated. Um, what? On, honestly, I mean, they're like I've been surprisingly impressed with that they're getting and like quite a bit right i mean you go into asgard at one point that's kind of cheesy but like there are definitely some really po- cool points and i'm like oh that's like that's true as far as i know um but no i don't think i've fought finnery yet okay he's he's part of like the the asgard like storyline so oh he, he's like the main boss isn't he um well i've I'm heard gonna, he's a, i've heard spoilers but you know maybe, okay. maybe. something we'll something out. big and covered in fur might be your you might fight it and it might all i be know the last is thing whatever the last whatever the last boss is i've heard it's it's a rough one that's why i'm waiting <laughs> yeah from when but, i saw it it's it's rough <laughs> okay um but anyways so the gods tried multiple times with just huge chains trying to tie this beast of a wolf down and he was able to break through free with almost no effort at all um the even uh asked him he's like they're like hey can you tie yourself up and we just want to see if you can break free but secretly they're like i want this guy dead basically um and so there's actually uh a stan stanza in uh the 
poetic Edda, I think. Um, it's a collection of poems called the Volspa. Um, but stanza 40, citing it, it says, um, Then is fulfilled Hilden's uh, second sorrow when Odin goes to fight the wolf and Beli's slayer, bright against a uh, surder, then shall Frigg's sweet friend fall. So right there, that's when we find out that Odin will die from Fenrir. No, 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 easy, oh, yeah. evil, easy solution. Like you easier than no, no, easier <laughs> solution than killing Fenrir. Easier solution than chaining him up. Just don't be Frigga's friend. Problem solved. Just be the biggest jerk. <laughs> there it her. is. Then, there we go. Then it's Frigga's whoever's Frigga's friend is. That's who dies. Problem well, solved. Smart. Will, did you know the best way to become Frigga's friend is to be a jerk to her? Oh no! <laughs> you trapped. But would you say, Brad, that Fenrir is the strongest out of uh, Loki's children? No. Yes, pretty, I, I would. I would say he is. I I would love to see a fight between him and uh, Yuramangdar, but probably Fenrir is because, as far as we know, to this point of me telling you, there's nothing that can bind him. Um, and he does kill like Odin pretty definitively, right? Yes, but I. But he he does, or and Ragnarok does, but I don't. I wouldn't say Odin by any means is the strongest god. <laughs> okay, he's just daddy o, I guess. Yeah, he's a child. Well, and the thing is, he's uh, in Marvel. He's a dad to a lot of these people. I don't. He's not actually the dad of Loki, and Loki and Thor aren't brothers. Loki and Thor are just friends. Okay. Um, and I don't even. Like, and there's some stories that's unclear, even if Thor and Odin are son and father. So it's mythologies are just very hard to decipher sometimes because mm. they just tell you different things. Um, but anyways, talk about how strong this guy was. I'd love to know. It. So, like I said, he they even had him tie himself up, which I don't know how wolves wolves do that, but he was able to. Great question. And twice was able to break from them, and so the gods. Uh, just kept kept trying to just convince him to stay bound. Basically, it was just it's kind of weird. Um, they need to but... take him to a a dog training course. A stay, stay, <laughs> sit, good boy. Well, they they even went as far to having Tear. I had mentioned him previously because he had the uh, strongest weapon, basically, right? Uh, like fight for himself. But they had Tear, um, basically be like the Fenrir's. Oh, uh, not really owner, but like bodyguard, pet pet keeper, pet uh, zookeeper, zookeeper kind of. I there guess. Yeah. Except that um, the the thing in the zoo can break out anytime at once. It's just being yes, nice. because Tyr was is probably up there in one of the most strong Asgardian or Aesir right. gods, um, and so he he was to keep an eye on him. Basically, it was like. Hey, I'm we're friends. I'm gonna, you know, you can trust me, but really he's working for Odin the entire time. Um, and while that is was this, happening, oh yes. Is this the tier that like builds everything? Like that's like the construction boy? Or is that a different person? Or is that no, is that not real? No, he he he's pretty kind like of the engineer. That, yeah. Okay, okay. Cause I, I was gonna say I thought that, that was that that tier was the one that I was thinking of, but um a lot of mm-hmm. the uh lore that i know of is from the god of war games and so i'm like i'm fine god of war was pretty pretty 
it's good. relatively mm-hmm. close from what I've yeah. been able to tell. But in, um, in that, in those games, or in that game specifically, they talk about the god Tyr a lot, and he built like yeah. a whole ton of stuff. He built like the Rainbow Bridge and whatnot. I don't know if the Rainbow Bridge, but a bunch I, of other stuff. Um, yeah, I know he bought built a lot of uh, Asgard, I think. Mm-hmm. So and so, so I was wondering if it was the same guy. Very cool, dude. So um, while Tyr was kind of like watching Fenrir, the mm-hmm. all the gods kind of came together and they went to find dwarves. Dwarves were pretty much like master builders if we were watching like the Lego movie. Like these guys <laughs> were the best builders known to all of the nine realms. Nice. And uh they were known as the craftsmen of the Norse cosmos, basically. I mean they these guys were awesome. And so the, the gods came to them and they're like, hey, we need an unbreakable chain, whatever you can do, like we need this to bind Fenrir so we can hopefully stop Ragnarok, even though how do you stop fate? I don't know. And so they ended up uh, creating something called the Glepnir. Um, it's mm-hmm. basically looks like a ribbon. And so it's very thin, looks fragile, fragile, but it's stronger than any chain, any thing like possible, right? Mm-hmm. And so what, what they made it out of, um, it was made out of six impossible things. And so it was made out of the sound of a cat's footfall, like a step of a cat. I um, thought that said football for a second, and I was very confused. <laughs> no, footfall. Um, cats keep their footballs very secret, Randy. Yes, you cannot even get close to this cat's football. He will kill you. It was made out of a beard of a woman, which might not be uh, as appropriate today, but yeah. it I mean, was. Is it like an entire, like huge, like Elvis Dumbledore beard? <laughs> maybe, Elvis maybe. Dumbledore. that's great um the roots of a mountain the sinews of a bear which is like the guts i'm guessing i think right the breath of a fish i don't know but the breath the breath of a fish and the spittle of a bird the spit of a bird because apparently birds can't spit um well i think i see the weakest link in the chain the bear no wonder it's no wonder it's not that impossible to break there's (laughs) one that's very very much not impossible in those things but i mean if you like think about it for a time period you know where bears are probably very terrifying to kill sure yeah they're Um, like they're like the apex predator but still there's gotta be someone who killed a bear at some point yeah i mean 100 percent. so it's weird but like the rest of makes i mean i think the roots of a mountain is pretty cool Uh the um breath of a fish was pretty cool even though bubbles whatever um yeah and the sound of a cat's footfall i think again cats very important in norse mythology um so anyways that's what the the ribbon uh glepnir was made out of and so the gods came to finir and were like hey th- let's just try this and finir is like kind of like this is a little sus like <laughs> why like you guys were using like huge anchor chains for like titanic big ships uh. like like what's up with that and they're like oh it's that's nothing i promise and he's like okay fine i'll do it if you let me at hold Tyr's arm in my mouth. Oh, weird. And, like, what did he? What has he got against Tyr? Kind of. It's because he like friended him almost. I don't even. Yeah, don't even, sounds like probably, they were friends. Well, it's probably because if like Thor put his arm in his mouth, he just bite it off for kicks, you know. So right. like, yeah. Tyr is somebody, but he doesn't really want to bite off his arm, but he will if he's betrayed, right? Ooh, go deep, Bryce. 
Yeah, I guess. I guess that's a good um, point. Do not betray why, Fenrir. Why not, why not just be like, I'll put Odin's head in my mouth so I can just hey, go ahead and kill him. <laughs> Ragnarok starting early today. <laughs> if I can't escape, Ragnarok starts. So you better hope that this doesn't yeah. work. The <laughs> but, world uh, ends. Um, weirdly and funny enough, Glepnir worked, and so Fenrir was bound, and he couldn't escape, and he did get to take Tyr's arm. So Tyr lost an arm that day. Yep. Um and so with Ragnarok, once Ragnarok started, it was foretold, prophesied that Fenrir would break free, be able to just trample through, destroy the Nine Realms, kill Odin, and Fenrir would only be stopped once all of that happened and would be killed by one of Odin's sons. Easy solution so, for Fenrir. Kill all of the kids before you kill Odin. Oh, I was going to say, easy thing. Odin doesn't have any children. <laughs> yeah, just kill them all off first. Problem solved. So... Does Fenrir eat the Nine Realms? Is that how he destroys them? I don't know. I'm kind of thinking of like the Magic the Gathering card that I got that resembles him. And he's like the eater of realms, but I don't know. Is that what Fenrir does? I don't think that's specified, so I'm not at liberty to say, but I he, he might. Not he's, just, he's just a giant wolf who's been trapped in a cage for years. He just pees everywhere. He just pees on the Nine Realms. <laughs> Everything what? is there. There's your, there's your mythology of a uh, every mythology having a flood. This is theirs. This is the <laughs> yes. That's the gross kind of flood. Fenrir floods the the worlds. Oof. Jeez, man. He didn't even have to do anything like crazy. He just has to like. <laughs> on everything <laughs> he's been he's been holding it in for eons so um but yeah so he he's very cool i'm definitely glad that uh Fenrir is the coolest he's still bound up if he's bound because i don't think Ragnarok's <laughs> yes happened. i was just gonna say so is the lore that it did happen and that was like the end of the norse like reign or is it the, supposed to be that it's that's over? what christian said of course um, they did but currently uh the Norse paganism is still a religion. Um, uh-huh. It's either Norse. There's paganism, and then there's the Astru language, which is the the formal recognized um, uh, religion that worships uh, the Norse gods in uh, Scandinavian countries. Right. Gotcha. So, so to they them, say no, that it's not. It's just they're yeah. still waiting. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, and now we're gonna go uh, get away from Angrebod, Angreboda, um as the mom, and we're gonna step over and uh mm-hmm. so um i'm gonna start with the story for this one but it's gonna be slept who we're talking about the uh eight-legged horse when asgard was still young and being built and everything it had almost no fortifications and uh the asgardians the the aesir were nervous about getting attacked by either jotunheim or mm-hmm. any of the other realms and uh Lucky for them, a builder appeared and said, hey, I'm going to build, I can build a wall for you. um, And I will build a beautiful, strong wall in exchange for the hand of the, to have uh, Freya as my wife. He doesn't want the hand uh, of Tyr, the one that got bit off? That would have been kind of ironic. is like, you build the wall for me and I'll give you his (laughs) arm. You don't want her hand. I got the arm of the coolest dude ever man right um but because of this this exchange the gods were not happy they did not want this builder to have you know one of the biggest 
I'm not calling women prizes, but they would have said prizes. Sure, sure. Um, and all of Asgard. Um, yeah. So uh, they didn't want to do it. They might. They were thinking about denying this guy. And then Loki comes to them and says, "Okay, hold on, guys. I have a plan. Um, what He's a man if with a plan. we we say start building the wall? And once you're finished, we'll give you her hand." but you have to finish it within one season and you can't have any help from any man. Nice. Um, and the builder and then the gods were like, okay, that's fine. The builder agreed on the condition that, that he could use um, his horse. Uh, Spoth, sure. whatever. Um, and the gods were like, yeah, that's, that's totally fine. And this horse was a, just incredibly powerful, super strong, worked quickly, and it looked like the builder was going to actually succeed in getting his time, uh, getting the the wall done um, by the end of the time. And the Aesir were like, Loki, like this was your plan, and he's about to do this. You have to do something now. And you so messed up. <laughs> and uh, the gods had a you know were quite known for blaming Loki for different things, and it sometimes was Loki's fault, sometimes not. Um, but so Loki was like, okay, what can I do? And so he was like, oh, I'm going to distract this steed, this, this really hot horse. Um, I, Loki might've found it attractive. I don't know. Um, and I'm going <laughs> to distract it. And by turning into a beautiful horse, a mare and lured the steed away and, you know, did the nasty. Of course he did. And then out pops slap uh, slept near and so to finish the story uh basically he wasn't able to finish the wall in time the aesir gods refused to pay and also killed the builder um and so months later loki gave birth to slept near um and then he gave it as a gift to odin um and odin what a weird accept gift. the gift and and really appreciate it and Slepnir was known as the fastest and best horse of all time. And he was even able to travel through the realms, um, however willy-nilly he, he wanted to. And it's interesting because Slepnir, Slepnir was the best-treated child of Loki that we, that we know yeah. of. It's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like, I imagine Odin didn't like the world serpent, and he didn't like Fenrir, but this one is, like, all about... <laughs> It's like a horse that's super fast. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> He's like, I haven't heard anything about this one trying to kill me or any of my uh, family. <laughs> well, the the trick is just give the kid as a gift to Odin and then he won't kill it. Well, odds right? are he won't kill it. Just Pro like, no, no, here you go. I got, I got you a gift. It's a little messed up to give your kid as a gift to your, like, to some dude, not even your father, right. just some rando man. But mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if it'll keep the kid alive and, uh, not imprisoned, I guess there's a, a benefit to it. Right. Um, and so um, Slepnir was known as a like a dark gray horse, like I said, eight legs and was just, I mean, wasn't like exceptionally large or anything. So it's not like his other children, I guess, honorable that just had a uh, gene in her that made things grow like crazy. I suppose. But, um, definitely upholds its title and place as Loki's as a Loki child because of how exceptional it was. Sure. So do you so do you think that the the original horse do you think that horse had eight legs as well? Or is Slepnir just like 
that much I extra. Think, like, the god uh, gene in Loki <laughs> made it even better than a normal horse. I don't know. It made it built. Uh, well, I mean, and the thing is, the horse that Loki slept with that sounds weird to say um was an exceptional horse by itself right i mean it mm -hmm. was able to help the man so like it was already probably the second best horse of all time so i'm guessing it may not have had extra legs but it had something in it so it was like it was a mag magically special horse not just like oh i'm sure it's like the far. best breed out there it was like actually built different yeah not just yeah. not just like a hey i mean He's a good horse. He's a man. He's a really strong one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and and uh, Slepnir is actually really popular um, in uh, Scandinavia and also, you know, throughout history since Slepnir came into existence. Mm -hmm. um, there has multiple ships named after him, um, and even in Iceland, there is a horse-shaped canyon that is said to have come from Slepnir, which if you look up um i'll try my best to pronounce it but if you look it up it's huge it's a huge horse-shaped canyon feared not really feared but like just really cool yeah. really big right and so like maybe slept near was a giant horse yeah so that's the wall that was supposed to be what they were building or is that just is that no, something? that's it's it's a horseshoe shaped canyon okay okay so that's so like his footprint yeah yeah and so it's Whoa. called as as Bjergi. Sure. Um, a S B Y R G I. It's located in a national park. Basically, if you look up, if you look up, uh, slept near, um, Canyon Iceland or whatever, it's beautiful. And it's, uh, people still to this day will say that it's from slept near. Um, I mean, that Canyon does look like really awesome. Like, honestly, it looks almost a little bit unnatural mm -hmm. in the, like, just yeah. the, the really sharp drop-offs that like the cliffs have and whatnot Seriously. well it looks very symmetrical too that is true and just yeah so maybe Who's maybe some one of those eight legs for whatever reason just one just touched down right there <laughs> he like st he, uh odin was gonna ride him down to uh midgard or earth one day he takes one step and almost crushes all of Earth, and he's like, "Yep, we're gonna go back." <laughs> Took one stay step. Off planet. I'll go down, <laughs> down by myself. Threw it <laughs> off its orbit, though, like a thousand miles. And he's yeah, like, mm. "Right, <laughs> not today." <laughs> but uh, so those are the three big, big boys that we are going to talk about today. But I did uh, think it was necessary to to mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the normal kids that Loki had. Right. Uh, well, by normal, I mean <laughs> a goddess of hell and, and whatnot. So, I mean, um, how much more normal can you get? Right. So, uh, we're going to just quickly talk about hell and then uh, Vali and Narfi. Um, hell, let's go back to Angreboda. This is the uh, youngest child um, of the, the, the pair. Um, and that makes sense. She's pretty moody. She... That explains the youngest. <laughs> right. Um, and so, According to the Marvel universe, she is Odin's daughter, but that is not true. She is the daughter of um, Loki. And so mm -hmm. she was the ruler of Niflheim and or Helheim um, and goddess of death. Uh, what's the coolest thing about her, in my opinion, is that either in different uh, versions, either her face or entire body 
is one side is beautiful and human and the other side is hideous rotting corpse disgusting and it's super cool aesthetically but like very terrifying yeah right you never know what that god gene is gonna do man seriously Seriously. one time it gives them eight legs and then the other time it makes you half Half rotting away (laughs) sounds like sounds like loki and thor really got it off like lucky being relatively normal looking and acting people Oh, totally. being, like the gods she's like yeah hey, mm-hmm. they're, they're just kind of weird and kind of jerks but otherwise they look kind of good right and uh she's actually also going to be on loki slash loki's side during ragnarok so she does go back to her father um and it's kind of uh up in the air whether or not loki truly is going to be like evil in ragnarok or actually going to help Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he or Hell actually go as bad as Fenrir and uh, Jormungandr and whatnot. Sure. So, um, and I did have a couple of abilities that uh, might be interesting to know. I'm um, not going to talk about all of the ones that I put down, but just some of the coolest ones would be um, disease manipulation, kiss That's of cool. death, necromancy, um, necrosis inducement. Um, underworld lordship. I don't know why that was mentioned as a power, but like but basically cool. anything to do with death, um, age acceleration, just disease, whatever. Like that's her forte. What is death force manipulation? Um, death force manip- manipulation would be like like I don't know. Is that like the new side of uh being a Jedi? There's like the the light side, the dark side, and the death force side. The death <laughs> force. May the death force be with you. <laughs> I'd say it's almost kind of like Grim, Grim Reaper-esque powers, you know, in which like death is its own force that kind of overcomes people as mm-hmm. they age, right? Okay. And so you can just like make people die or get closer to death by manipulating that force. I would, That's oh, what I would yeah. say. That's a cool, that makes sense. But yeah, so Hell, Hell's really cool. Um, again, I don't want to talk too much about her because she, I don't, consider her a creature or monster but definitely to note as far as a child of loki um and the last one uh i guess they kind of can but valley and narfi we really don't know too much about either but they do have a play a pretty big uh role as far as how loki um how his whole story kind of goes through ragnarok um so i'm just going to read um this is part of the prose eda i believe Um, And it's just a little excerpt from one of the uh, translator's books. So it says, Now Loki was taking Truceless and was brought with them into a certain cave. Thereupon they took three flat stones and set them on the edge and drilled a hole in each stone. Uh, Then were taken Loki's sons, Vali and Narfi, or Nari or Narfi. The Aesir changed Vali into the form of a wolf and tore asunder Narfi, his brother. And the Aesir took his entrails and bound Loki with them over three stones, one standing over his shoulder, the second over his loins, the third under his uh, thighs, and those bounds were turned to iron. So just like me translating his translation, basically they took uh, Loki to torture him and bind him. And to do that, they turned one of his sons into a wolf. The wolf then killed one of his sons, uh, the other son, by ripping his guts out they take that son's guts and then tie loki up this is like exceptionally brutal man (laughs) 
so this is when they i believe they drop the poison on his forehead over and over and over and he's bound until ragnarok you know after something like that happens i can't really blame loki in just being like you know what let the entire world end fine i don't care everyone can die if that's what you're gonna do to me you guys all can die so this this, this was in response to him uh so balder was uh basically um invincible it couldn't be killed whatever um and they're having a party and everyone was trying to trying to kill him for fun and he just wasn't dying and he was talking to balder's mom and he was kind of like putting on that like the flirt maybe a little (laughs) bit and he was just trying to he was just trying to get out what was Baldur's one weakness uh-huh. and she said that it, it was uh mistletoe because mistletoe was good for good stuff like like known to be good it was only grown in certain parts of the year and it wasn't like everywhere right and so he finds that out and then he's like okay i'm just gonna put some mistletoe on this little like knife or arrow or something and give it to someone and then so he gives it to tear or thor i don't remember which one and then they kill Baldur, which is was known not only as like the inevitable, like invulnerable, invincible god, but also like one of the most attractive gods. And then uh, he dies, and they find out it was Loki. And then that, and for other crimes and things, Loki was punished by this. But can you really blame him? Like everyone's trying to kill him, and then, and then he you succeeds. Succeed? Everyone's like, "How dare you?" It's like, what the? That was the entire <laughs> goal. Everyone was trying to. Like, I'm sorry, I'm right. better than you. <laughs> but, and smarter. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then in North Norse mythology, I mean to say, um, was Baldur's death also a sign of Ragnarok, or is that just something that like it was is made up in other forms of media? Um, it could be, but I I think kind of technically everything is a build up to Ragnarok. That's a good point. Um, so my answer would be yes and no and probably. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Again, because basing off of God of War, that that's one thing that they talk about is the death of Boulder being the yeah. one of the biggest signs or one of the first signs, really, of Ragnarok beginning. of he, That's basically I, I the thing that. that kicks yeah. everything off because all the gods start getting pissed at each other, fighting everyone, and, and everything kind of starts to go down south from there. So, mm-hmm. but Well, I I mean, in the Very God cool. of War games, uh, Baldur isn't exactly, I wouldn't, what you might not say, Fabio, you know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Where, yeah, but you're not seeing him on his like best the, day. I mean, but he's just, like, showing up, and he's like, uh, maybe he could use with a bit of personal care you could say i mean his tattoos are really cool in that game well, it isn't so isn't that game um like i mean isn't the god of war games like basically like the last days of all of the gods in you know for like whatever like mythology they're talking about anyways basically so, basically like, i mean not not because he was already of on the way out yeah not necessarily because of like anything that happens but it usually the story starts with the main character uh being just like trying to make peace and just trying to live his own life and then somebody comes along and goes hey i'm a jerk and i think that you're just the worst so i'm gonna just make your life terrible for really no reason and then the main character then just loses his mind and just kills everybody 
Right. So, it isn't like, bother the sorry, I don't know if anyone's like I'm just spoiling every game. He, he's, the first, he's the first boss battle, right? He's the only god. Well, no, he's one of the only gods you kill in that game. Okay. You, you yeah, only kill three gods in that game. I only played like 15 minutes of that game and I remember yeah. fighting him. He's I the first boss and the last boss. So you fight him at first in the beginning, but you don't actually kill him, and then in the yeah. end of the game you actually kill him. And that's where, like, when the game ends, like, you finish killing him, and everyone's like, oh my goodness, what have you done? You just kicked off Ragnarok, and meanwhile, uh, what's his name? The, the God of War, Kratos, is just like, well, what did you expect me to do? Right. He was a jerk, <laughs> so, I mean, I kind of owned it, and then now he's now all the rest of the gods seem to be angry with him in that universe, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, I guess I gotta kill everyone else. Meanwhile, he was just trying to live his life, but... And that's the same thing that happened in the other games too, is where he was just living his life and then somebody killed his wife and he's like, all right, fine. I guess I'll kill you all. I suppose. Yeah. So he's just kind of like the, somebody pokes him and he's just like, fine, I'll kill everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> it's really so, a loose cannon, you know? He is the loosest of cannons. And not only yeah. loosest, he's able to kill literal gods. Everybody. When he started off not even as a god. <laughs> he starts out as like a regular Spartan soldier and then works his way up to killing the entire Greek pantheon and now he's starting his way up through the Norse pantheon. So the guy's really made something with his life. Good for right. him. But uh, anyways, so uh, I guess I should also mention just because I'm naming parentage and everything Bali and Narfi's mom is uh, Sigin. Sigin. Um, Very cool. She's great. She- at least from pictures that I saw, l- looked kind of like an elf, but I'm guessing she's uh, more just like a human. Or is there any or stories or about Seguin? Or is it literally just that's the only mention of her name is that she's their parents? Yep. That sounds about right. That sounds like old timey uh, stories where the the mother is only purpose is just to be the mother, and they're like, "Hey, nobody cares about them otherwise." That's the worst. Awful. So, but uh, yeah, so this I mean, really fun. I love Norse mythology, I could talk about it every episode, but I'm not going to, so I will try to. <laughs> I'm gonna avoid it for two episodes this time. I'm gonna at hold least. you to it at least. <laughs> now, does that mean Honestly, you can't mention it? No, I can mention it because I oh, okay. have, I feel like I'm just, I have to. I just, it's, <laughs> it's what I know, you know, you know, you know, you know, yeah. But this was super insightful, man. Yeah, like, I, loved, I loved it learned a crap ton about ragnarok learned about the world serpent and how he just sprays poison everywhere and then right which is how important loki and his children are to all of norse mythology like i think real real pro move if odin had been smart just kill loki he can't have kids he can't start ragnarok problem solved if you're worried about it just kill loki easy solution talk to all of the yeah well years and stuff yet but but he should have. He should have just. Should have. Should have. Yeah, maybe it was the that was the one crucial fact they omitted. Uh, they're like, we don't want to kill him until like he has the kids because that's important. So let's just yeah. hold this information back for now. Odin's for just like, where do all these creatures keep coming from, man? They're all so <laughs> weird. Who's to say? Nobody every, knows. Every day, Loki's coming back in his arms with a different like kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hey, welcome. This is my kid who was born as a crab. This one's a llama. Like, <laughs> oh, you know meanwhile, that Loki. Meanwhile, there's giant, giant animal creatures that are ending the world, and Odin's, Odin's like, "Where are all of these things coming right? from?" And Loki's like, "I've got a new kid. 
he's the dog and everyone's like wow, i met cool. this great new girl like i promise she's gonna birth me a normal child comes back with fin rear <laughs> <laughs> oh man that'd be awesome i feel like i feel like loki was a real fun guy at parties i mean you just gotta oh, make sure uh... not to get killed by him but well um one time he walked he walked into a party uh, that the gods were having and just literally called out and just started like ragging on every single person saying all of the like bad things that they've done and making everyone super uncomfortable and just saying like everyone's dirty laundry and then uh they, they all are like turned on they're like he has to go like this is ridiculous <laughs> and then uh apparently at one point odin was like uh, had told Loki that he's welcome whenever he drinks, that Loki's invited and is welcome. Nice. And so Loki's like, you can't kick me out. And then just keeps <laughs> calling out people. And it's like, if you read it in the Poetic Eda, like, it's like pretty nasty. Like, he's, he's just like, there's some like weird, kinky things that some of the gods do that like, I never would like have thought of. Like having sex with a horse? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's pretty intense and like Loki's just so funny. <laughs> what a power move. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I would uh although technically, I mean, depending on your definition, Loki's not really a monster. I still think the stories about him and his kids, I think they're super cool. So Oh, totally. So I maybe really, one I really day I'll, I'll break down and just do something about Loki. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have to change our definition for a little bit. Right. What a monster is. <laughs> Not now it's really monsters, creatures, and gods. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. Hey, seems legit to me. <laughs> but yeah, no, this was really fun, and I appreciate you guys' input, and I appreciate all you guys for listening, watching our uh, yeah, podcast thank you. every week. Thank so. you. Thanks for listening. Recommend it to a friend if you uh, know someone, or if you have a friend that's been watching the Loki show, or you know someone who's really into Norse mythology, maybe they'd be interested. Yeah, or if you'd like need to correct yeah. me or anything exactly. on anything i please let me if know you're a norse mythology professor we'd love to hear from you oh i would love to hear from you please <laughs> anyways we'll catch y'all next week